Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I am Zach, and I'm hanging out with my friend Logan Oaks. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, we. Uh, it's good to have you, and uh, that I think this is actually the sound is going to work this time. All right, I'm really excited <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. This is our our third. 20 second take we've made it past those 20 seconds we're good and my phone just dinged in my pocket so as soon as i turn that off life is going to be better um dude it's uh it's good to see you good to talk to you good to have you on here because yeah, i man. haven't seen you in how long a, man it's been about uh it's been since my first wedding probably when you cut my hair less that's why i look so rough now <laughs> that is wild <laughs> yeah it's probably been it's probably been uh since 2020 okay i'm sorry i gotta ask you said your first wedding yeah, so I got married during the uh, pandemic, and so it was like March 21st. Did you guys do like two? Yes, okay. we did two. So, yeah, I <laughs> it guess just rolled off the tongue a little weird. I was I like, I know it's yeah, no, just same, one same, wedding. Same, like, same what's go- Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, need to, I need to get – I say that now just like without even thinking about it, and I'm yeah. like realizing if you don't know me, that sounds real rough. Dude, it's been in two years. I'm engaged. Uh, did you know that? I'm engaged. That, Hi, man. Logan. Hi, friend. I'm engaged. Um <laughs> And uh, the word fiance just does not roll off my tongue. Mm-hmm. Like, also, it's a gross word. Mm. Sorry, everybody. Just it's just, name. just I, I just don't want to say it, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very like informal guy. Yeah. And so my fiance, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it just doesn't work, you know. I feel that. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm getting used to it. I'm training myself. I'm I'm beating my body into submission. Once, once as, the wedding, dude. As Paul once said. Um, yeah. Ooh, great question. Probably October. Cool. Probably cool. that was our. We are still working through wedding time, so fall weddings, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. know both, so I can tell you how to spring <laughs> wedding, fall wedding. <laughs> Think about doing another one just for fun. Yeah, we might. You might just do it again. Yeah. You know, um, we are going to be talking about. Well, I think we should start by talking about you. Let's do it. Who are you? Yeah, great question. I'm still figuring it out. Uh, my name is Logan Oaks, like you said. Uh, grew up in Crothersville, Indiana, so just kind of a little bit south of you. Yep. Um, we didn't really know each other. If you blink, up, you could miss it, man. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really know each other, uh, which is crazy because we're only 10 miles away from each other. We but. knew a lot of the same people, though. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. were in a band with Mason. I was in a band with Mason. Mason was in a lot of bands. <laughs> Mason was in a lot of bands. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I uh, grew up in Crothersville, moved to Indianapolis for college for four years at IUPUI, graduated with a degree in uh, secondary education, English, and uh, now I teach history at Crothersville, which is just a wild turn of events. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, music, though, I think has been a huge chunk of your yeah. life, dude. Absolutely. I guess I just kind of blew all by all that. Well, <laughs> we we so banned, and you know right. that's good. But like, it was no small thing. Like, yeah. there was a lot of band. <laughs> so my parents were um, like in the early '90s before like worship leaders were a thing. My parents were uh, worship leaders at a church that I'm currently attending now. So it's a really small world how that worked out. But um, so I grew up with my parents. Uh, leading worship, and so music was like a constant thing in my life. Just growing up around parents who did that for not really for a living but it was more than a hobby it was like something sure. they were getting they were getting income from and, and they were doing it regularly so kind of growing up with that i got into music when i was like 11 13 um started a band with craig a guy you've had on here before yep. craig banister uh and when we started playing music fairly consistently and then uh we started the band called the lasting hope when i was like 17 or 18 
and uh, still together to this day, but um, it's definitely slower. So we did we we toured for a while and did that whole thing, and um, it's a huge blessing. And now music for me is uh, in the form of leading worship now, leading worship at yeah. a church through song. And uh, as well as my wife and I are doing some music right now, which is really cool. That's the most exciting thing in my like yeah. musical journey right now is getting to do music with my wife, which is something I never expected to be able to do. So that's cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, it's a huge blessing. So um, I, I think it would kind of benefit us to maybe talk about you know how how has God used music in your life to influence people to bring people to God, you know, like how has he made that a tool for you to use? And, uh, you know, also how has that changed over time? Because I'm sure it's a little different now Mm -hmm. than it has been in the past too. Yeah, that's great. So I got uh, baptized after a Toby Mac concert, which I'm sure like a testimony to a lot (laughs) of kids. Uh, When I was 12 years old, I got baptized after a Toby Mac concert and um, made a public declaration of my faith at my church. And I would say from 12 to the next time in my life where I felt like I had an encounter with God, it was very much like a religious thing. Like I didn't drink, I didn't smoke, I didn't cuss. I was, I was, I'm still like that, thankfully. I think <laughs> the Lord's kept me like that. Uh, but it was definitely more of like I was following rules, less about a relationship with Christ. very legalistic. Exactly. Um, that was how I kept my faith in my mind was because I didn't do those things. Uh, and then... Um, when I was 16 years old, through music, I started – my form of rebellion was starting to go to like hardcore shows. Mm-hmm. And so like I, I was going to shows where there was a lot of screaming and that was like how I thought I was going to be edgy. And uh, the, one of the first few shows I went to, there was a band called All Became New. Played, Me and Craig which, talked about All Became yeah. New. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was just a – there was a real encounter there I had with – with Jesus, where through the band at the time, which was the last thing I was expecting at a hardcore show, a band I didn't really know, they were screaming all the time, was to have an encounter with Jesus where they, they preached the gospel and it hit me in a way that it hadn't hit me before. And so although I had been baptized at 12, I really felt like at 16, at that time in my life, I was like, oh, this is this is real. Um, and so music in my life has been a place where I've, I've had moments where I've recentered my life on Christ. Or or centered my life on Christ for the first time. And so it's still a bit like that today where um, I find my intimacy with God through worship, uh, through worship, through song. And I definitely don't think that's, um, I don't know if I wouldn't say that that's, I find worship for me through song to be the way that it's the easiest for me to communicate my thoughts. And so when I write songs, mm-hmm. typically I've um, been doing the songwriting thing for a while. They're typically ways for me to express my frustrations, my uh, ambitions, and my uh, the things I, I need to be able to say to God that I'm confused about. It's uh, an outlet. Exactly. It's kind of how David used it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, that's what I you know hope to be kind of mimicking there. Um, so for me, now at this point in my life, singing songs is just uh, a way – what I say to my church all the time is that what I love about worship through song is one of the only times in modern church that all together we declare scripture and we declare God's goodness and his mercy and um, his sovereignty 
as a body of Christ, where typically is one person speaking over people in their congregation. Worship is a time where we all say it together, and I think there's beauty yeah. in that. It's kind of like um, what's the term? Um, like when you when you all read the same verse together. Mm-hmm. What is the term for that? Liturgy. No. Well, no. That'd be the style. <laughs> My, sorry, dude. I'm having a brain fart. Uh, no. Li- yeah, liturgy is a good word, and that is a form of liturgy. Right. But well, what's the? Uh, yeah, we're not doing this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's better just to avoid it. What we don't know. <laughs> no, I, I I like that though. I like um, the idea that the reason we sing is because it's a common. It's almost like a like a creed. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like right. you're just singing. Uh, or, or like the Psalms, you know, like right. it's prayers or, or creeds. or. Um, but I think we do it because we all know them and right. we can all level together. And yeah, there is a communal uh, element to that. Right. Yeah, I've never really thought of it in that way, actually, which is weird. And I think that's what, at this point in my life, why I feel so much... Um, conviction about the songs we're singing, the lyrics that we're singing. So if there's a lyric in my mind that doesn't check out anymore, like if there's a song that's been put out, and even if I love the song, like the music just is pumping, and I feel like the first two verses are uh, amazing declarations of, of what God has done, and then the third verse has a line that's like, I don't really think that is theologically correct. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to sing that song anymore. Do, I'm not do you ever change the lyrics? I do. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a song that's not necessarily bad theology, but just kind of uh, off-putting, I think, is King of My Heart. When we get to the bridge of King of My Heart, you're never going to let me down. You're never going to let me down. Um, I get what they're trying to say in the song, but right. for me, I just skip that, and I ended up adding um, – I usually just add a hymn to it, whatever whatever hymn I believe that's going to be – fits that key at the time. Uh, I think typically last time we did it, we did Oh How Marvelous uh, at the end of into that song. And I don't think God never letting you down. And if we look at like the broad scheme of things as far as he's, he's going to bring us to final salvation, like he's going to keep us because that's what his word says. I believe that's true. But I think we that's kind of a – I feel like that was a throwaway lyric and they put it in there. Yeah, so it's lazy to writing. Someone, to someone whose wife just – died of cancer that's a rough lyric to hear right uh, if you don't understand if you're a new believer that's it's not you're not thinking that in a three-minute song i think you just hit the nail on the head too and that's what i've said about a lot of these songs uh jason uh is one of the pastors here he and i kind of lead up all the music mm-hmm. and i i originally hired on here as a worship uh, assistant worship leader yeah and the first thing he kind of opened my eyes to um because i'd never really considered it was the importance of lyrics right. in worship music, and he would not sing "Reckless Love." Mm. Like people had, you know, brought it up. Why don't we play that? It's a great song. And here's the deal: it is a great song. Yeah, music, it's a yeah, really, lyrically. really good song. Mel- but, melodically, I meant not lyrically, but <laughs> uh, even lyrically, I understand what they're trying to do. Right. And I don't necessarily fault them, even though there's a Bethel connection and we can get there someday. Right. But yeah. <laughs> um, my my issue with it, and I think Jason, this is probably Jason's point, but like God's not reckless. Right. And and by the, the word reckless means like without thought, without mm-hmm. any kind of like um, 
plan. Throw caution to the wind. Yeah, yeah. And God doesn't do that. God is methodical. God's thought through. So it's like it's developing a characteristic of God that isn't there. Now, I can listen to that song and go, well, I understand that they're saying, like, he would do anything for me. Right. Like, within his godly reason, of course. Right. And he's using that word as that kind of meaning. But that's not what that word means. Yeah, exactly. And so when you sing that to a room full of people that some of them are going to be baby Christians. Right. They're going to go, oh, God's reckless. It's like, he's not. Right. God's not reckless. No, exactly. I, and that's a song that I retired for, I don't know how long I've been out, probably three years. I retired it after the first time I ever did it because of that. I'm big into John Piper, Desiring God, did a podcast over, over that song. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to retire it. And I did it for the first time in that three years, probably two months ago. Um and it was because what was happening with our church at the season of time, we just lost a ton of people. Like we lost a lot of members of our church um, to sickness, to cancer, and it was like they were young people. And I made sure before we sang that song to talk about there's some theological issues that could arise by you listening to this song. If you're, uh, I don't know how I worded it, but what I was basically getting at is when we sing the reckless love of, love of God, the way I want us to be thinking about this today is not the characteristic of God as reckless, but our perspective of the fact that this is the only story in the world where the hero dies for the villain. That seems reckless from our perspective. Um, and so for that moment, it's going to be another thing that I retire for the next three years. But for that moment, I was like, it seems like what Christ has done, knowing what what I'm capable of how evil and and corrupt I am that's reckless from my perspective that's not his characteristic but from my perspective that's how I would define like it doesn't make any sense why would why would he do that for me right so right and I think that's probably how they intended it to be thought when they wrote it but I don't think you can get up on I don't think people should get up on stage and without that kind and of assume yeah yeah without speaking into it that much and, because I think that is reckless itself and honestly if you have to do that for a song every it's time you sing it, it, exactly. Yeah. Like, why are we even doing it? But like, yeah, like you said, like if you sing it once every three years and you're like, yeah. hey, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, I do we want to take up your entire part of worship to try to explain why a song's not really singable? Right. <laughs> it's probably not worth it. Oceans is another one that Jason's yeah. brought up a million times. He's like, is the ocean good? Is it bad? What is the water? Because <laughs> there's parts where I'm supposed to be in it and it's healing me and then there's parts of it where it's bad and it's trying to kill me. Like, what is it? Oh, what is the so ocean? True. That's so true. I've never led that song. So I've never had to deal with that one, but that's those, so true. those are just two people love, and yeah. so I've got to kind of like sweep them at the knees there and just be like, "Look, there's reason. Like, yeah. There is reason yeah. why we don't play these songs." Um, but it really stinks because when you start really digging down into like how many worship songs there are that are theologically accurate, there's some hymns. <laughs> there's, some, there's some hymns that have horrible theology. People hold on to hymns like there's some sacred. Jewel, and there's some of them that are they're you know they're amazing theology, and they teach us more than any other modern songs. But there's some hymns out there that say some really just off things. Yeah, um, and there's some hymn writers that you know if we if we knew with everything that goes on with Hillsong, with everything that goes on with Mars Hill, we we throw away those people's books. But if you knew what the hymn writers did, what some of those hymn oh, writers yeah. did, you'd right. be like, I'm never singing this song in church again. So it's, right. it's funny that we hold on to certain things because they're antiques. But yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, man. Yeah, like we we do part of part of why cancel culture is a thing is because we see 
more now. Mm, you absolutely. know, like Everything if if we had this kind of access to what people you know, we're doing in their personal lives or, you know, just, oh, you know, made one statement online or right. where their head was at when they wrote a song, like you just said. Like, right. yeah, I mean, cancel culture probably would have been more prevalent throughout history. Right. Now, given, I don't want to say that what's happening in the church is cancel culture. I think it's biblical. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But but my point is, like, yeah, you're right. Like, right. we we just see more now and that's that is – the reason why we we judge people a little harsher, I think. Um, so we talked about song lyrics. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, before we move on, before I forget about this, do you know Will Warren's contact? Like his number? Like how I could get a hold of him? Yes. I think he would be awesome to get on here. I agree. I, yes. I because can you up. like I can't tell you how many people that dude. Has like, influenced, it has yeah. influenced their lives. Like I it's know. incredible. Yeah, it's uh, and doing something most people in the church would scoff at. Exactly. You know, like but like exactly. he's the real deal. Um, yeah, that would be cool. I want to talk about yep. that afterwards. I got you. Um, but like talking about worship, there's bad theology. There's bad songs. Worship isn't just music, right? And I think we have a really hard time, like. Maybe we'll pay lip service to that within the church today, but at the end of the day, worship is the music in most people's eyes, and that's just not biblically accurate. Like it is a form of worship. Um, What are your views on that? I think that uh, it's a it's um, it's bad job security. Talk about it for me. Like I say that from the I say that from the stage a lot. Like me, should I hear constant- my you should hear my sermon last week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I tell them all the time. It's like I really shouldn't be telling you guys this because you're going to fire me because you don't need me up here. The wor- term worship leader is just like such a lofty phrase. It's like you don't need me up here to lead worship. Like worship is not song. And I I'd mentioned this to you before, but uh, this last Sunday, what I felt like our church needed was. To have a time where we we broke down worship in the Bible is really never you you have in the Old Testament the the priests sing over songs but as far as worship in the New Testament it never exists really with music Paul says you know um, sing sing hymns sing um, spiritual songs sing psalms um, but we don't see the church actively singing and calling that worship those two words are not really uh, interchanged. To mean the same thing, but what we do see is whenever uh, in Nehemiah they they've come back um, to the temple after it's been rebuilt, and it says they they read the law and the people worshipped, and so we see them reading scripture and worshiping. It doesn't say that they sang um, "Raise a Hallelujah." It says they read the law and they worshipped. And so this Sunday we just took out two songs. And we just read the scripture, and we we read Psalms uh, 145, um, which talks about His great name. Um, and then we did finish it with a song, but it was to echo what the scripture had said. It wasn't to mm-hmm. this song is amazing. We did the chorus of thousand names. I know you by a thousand names, and you deserve every single one. It was for us to listen to the psalm, the scripture being read, to worship at that moment, and then declare that as the body of Christ together. I know you by a thousand names, Lord. You deserve every single one. So I think that, yeah, it's it's synonymous, unfortunately. Worship and song is the exact same in people's minds. You know that you go to church for 
30 minutes of music, 30 minutes of sermon, and you get out, and that 30 minutes of music was the worship in, in people's minds. And, you know, like I said, it's, I'm, I'm a part of that problem because I, my title is worship leader. Right. Um, but I think that, just like you've said, I'm hopeful that it's going to change by some leaders in the church, some people who God placed in uh, ability to speak to congregations and, and teach that we go back to the roots and uh, we talk about what is worship and it's it's not song. It's a way uh, we we can worship through song, but just like we can worship through teaching, speaking, praying. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, too because like, how often do you hear like, well, we you know if we had different music right or yeah. if we had you know a you know, better light show if right. we had you know and, and people don't like to lead with that stuff but in the back of a lot of people's heads and i know it because it comes out from time to time yeah i think there's a lot of people in this world that believe like that's how you get people in churches yeah and i mean understandably so because when we look at the mega church models out right. there they all look that way yeah but i think today we're learning Right. There's a lot of bad going on yeah. in the mega church culture. So, like, yeah. uh, it's ever. I mean, there's bad in every church culture. I'm not trying to just sit here and knock on mega churches. It's we're, churches are groups of people. They're screwed up. Right. My point is, when you equate music to worship, then it becomes, well, wait, we need better music. We need right. better lights. We need better sound. Um, and you get away from the heart of it. Um, that scares me for the future of the church. But I think there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that grew up in the evangelical church ditching it right. and going like high church now, yeah. where it's like, oh no, we want hymns, we want you know high liturgy, we right. want we want all the old stuff, yeah. and so it's like, well, that's proof that that's not the issue. But once again, we're not speaking to the issue right. when we pretend music is like what worship is. I pulled up a verse here. Uh, it's our passage. It's Amos uh, 5, 21 through 24. He says, I hate all your show and pretense, the hypocrisy of your religious festivals and solemn assemblies. I will not accept your burnt offerings and grain offerings. I won't even notice all your choice peace offerings. Away with your noisy hymns of praise. I will not listen to the music of your harps. Instead, I want to see a mighty flood of justice and endless river, river of righteous living. Hmm. I don't care. About your songs? Yeah. I don't even care. Throw away the sacrificial system. It's great. Get rid of it. Because if your hearts aren't right, if you're not living justly and righteously, then I don't want all the crap that you wow. keep throwing my way. Like that's – I mean that's God talking yeah. <laughs> through Amos. But um, I, I don't hear that one a lot. Don't hear that one at all. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean that's – I feel like that would be offensive to the the modern church culture. Yeah, I mean, which like is wild. But. I, I mean, essentially, get rid of uh, you know sacrificial systems and you know your your harps and hymns and you know yeah. I, I I hate the screeching of your guitars. Yeah, I hate your flashy lights. Yeah, I I hate your your long winded prayers yep. because you're not living right. Right. Get right. Get right in your heart first, and then I love that stuff. Right. But if that's not right first, then this is all just garbage. That's crazy. Yeah, that's 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 got to be the new message of the church. If you know, I believe that 
God is going to keep his church, as he says, the gates of hell are not going to overtake the church. But I do believe there's some there's some time for reformation here. Yeah. You know, so I actually – dude, look at you. You're bringing up all the stuff you need to bring up. Um, <laughs> I actually just mentioned this on Sunday, but when you read the translation – in most of our Bibles there, when he says the gates of hell won't overcome it, that's what you get. The gates of hell won't overcome it. If you read the Greek, it's really more like the gates of hell won't be able to stand against it. Mm. Like that, like we're on the offense. Mm-hmm. Like we so often put it that we're on the defense and the gates of hell. It's like, no, it's supposed to be the other way around. Mm. Like that hell can't withstand the church. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very odd that we've... I don't know, lean so heavily on this, like, oh, we're just going to hunker down and bunker ourselves right. in, and we should be fine, you know? Like, yeah. no, that's not it. It's supposed to be this outpouring, like, there you go, outpouring of righteousness and right. rivers of justice, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, justice is a word that would not be, uh, it's, churches don't, or I don't know, I don't want to be, like, dogging on churches, but we don't like justice. We don't, we don't like, we don't like thinking about justice as far as, like, con- we think anything that's condemning is mean. And, yeah. And but justice is also a scary word because we live in a culture that's twisted right. the word justice. Yeah, it's opposite. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, what even is justice? It reminds me of Pilate saying, like, what even is truth? Right. Truth. What's worship? What's justice? Right. We've we're in a we're in a time when everything has been reassembled. I mean genders have been reassembled. Um the basics of humanity have been twisted up and made into something else. And it's like, well, what's the standard by which we're going to get back to truth? Right. Because it, it's not working, the stuff we're trying to do. Like, right. the only place to go is Scripture. Yeah. It's the only thing that's lasted the test of time. It's the only thing that will last the test of time. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, uh, it's scary. It is scary. Um, so you've got another... Music project. Hmm. You still doing that? You mean Low? solo stuff? Yes. Uh, I, I I don't want to say I'm do. I think of my solo project at this point in my life as like a uh, just a songwriting. It's just a songwriting experiment. It's I'm probably going to stay there. Probably yeah, just going to keep I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to do music um, outside of the church at this point for a career. And that's a the eighteen year old me would slap myself in the face for saying that. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's it's. But I I have had, thankfully by the grace of God, to continue to do th- and and to this day my friends are still in the music industry and they're killing it and I'm super proud of those guys. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I'm I'm really happy being back in that town I grew up in. I'm really happy. I'm I'm a teacher full time, and so I'm really happy to be pouring into kids. Um, I'm in a public school, and I lead a group called the Fellowship of Christian Students. Like wild place, uh, it's like a, it's a wild thing to be able to do. I'm taking the kids to the Creation Museum next oh, cool. week. It's like where else can you do that? That's and, a bit of a drive, man. Yeah, I got a school bus for it too. So don't, <laughs> <laughs> luckily, no one's going to hear about this, right? That's <laughs> like, awesome. We're, we're going to keep this one private, right? <laughs> yeah, it's public school taking a public school bus to it's it's like crazy, and I think God's doing some really cool things that. Um, it's hard to do. Like that's the most ministry I feel like I've done in my life in a public school, and I've done. I've got to play on stages in front of a lot of people, but a lot of those people already knew 
Christ. And we needed encouragement, and they needed encouragement. I needed encouragement, but I'm, I'm in a place right now that um, I'm, I feel like I'm doing ministry for the first time, real ministry for the hmm. first time. And I don't, I don't want to neglect like the things that God has done uh, throughout the years, but this feels... This feels tough. This is this is hard ministry, I guess is what I should and say. And it's working with kids in a yeah. public school. Yeah. Not in the four walls of a church. Right. right. I love the church and I love being a part of the church, but I'm thankful that God's kind of opened up a way for me to do something that's that's completely I'm doing it. I don't I I'm I teach history and I love history, but I would not stay in public education for anything other than God's glory because it is it's Sometimes it's a nightmare, like just the stuff you have to jump through for schools. And I mean, it's all over the news right now. And obviously, I'm, I'm not making bank by being a teacher, <laughs> so it's uh, it's tough. But I, it keeps me. It reminds me over every single day why I'm doing this. Like, what's what's my reason here? So uh, the root question with the music thing, uh, with my solo stuff. At this point, I'm just trying to put out songs. I got really um, blessed last year 2021 where uh, a song that I had written in 2019 got picked up on a TV show what what song? uh, it's Throw Hands was the song and uh, it got put on a TV show that just got picked up by Netflix International uh, Netflix International so only Netflix not in the United States (laughs) Uh, but also it came out on Peacock originally and uh, a show called One of Us Is Lying and it was like a big book, I guess. I never heard of it until after uh, I saw that my song got picked up on it. But you know, that's that's where I'd I'd like to just put out songs for like to get on TV. Like, and that sounds bad, but like it's it's for the money because I I just like writing songs. Hey, Paul Paul was a tent maker. Exactly. That's, right? that's, like, that's, that's like that all don't time. feel bad, dude. I I there's songs that I like I want to write that are you know that song starts out with uh, it's it's me talking about Jesus, like people love that Jesus flipped tables, but we're not Jesus. We don't get to go in and flip tables all the time. That's that's what that song starts. So I thought it was really cool that they picked uh, a song for this very, very secular, very Which worldly they probably won't play that part. It, but it, it'll it's, be it's on there. It's crazy. It's in there. In the second, in the second, before the second verse, so the TV show's already out. I don't know if I've said that. I know. Okay. Uh, so the TV show's already One out. One of Us Is Lying? Mm-hmm. Okay. One of Us Is Lying. Uh, episode two. Uh it's at a part that I really wish my song wasn't associated with the part. I'll just say that right now. Uh, it, it's very hard for me you to tell. You didn't have much say in that, though, right? <laughs> no, I, and it's very hard for me to be like wanting to tell people, go watch this show. <laughs> it's like It was like the most bittersweet moment. My song got picked up in a TV show, something I've, I've dreamed about my whole life. Oh, it's in that scene. Oh, I can't really tell anybody about it. Oh, but now man. at this point, I'm like, hey, uh, there's a part in that scene that's just very bad. That uh, it's a sex I, scene, yeah. Okay, but <laughs> it's it's the same sex scene. You know, it's 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 like rated PG thirteen. So okay, it's like, but still, it's, it's still it's right. Still, but in the background, you hear I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about the Apostle Paul in the background, and I like I'm that's a, it's a speaking part of the song where I'm just speaking, so it's clear as day that I'm talking about the Apostle Paul. <laughs> so. Uh, That's a little twisted. I know that they went that route. I don't but. think they, they. I think they previewed the first part, which is very like trappy rap. And I don't think they maybe like previewed the whole part of the song. That the next part I talk about Paul, and it's just like a spoken word part. It's crazy. <laughs> that is so funny, man. I mean, like, but that's cool. though. okay. I mean, that's 
God taken a weird situation, right? And whether they're they're aware of it or not, right. plug in the gospel into the middle right. of it. You know what I mean? And I, I wish I could say like the my like social media numbers have went up a ton, but they haven't. But the song has has went up a lot of streams, and uh, the song is blatantly about it's it the whole thing about the song is I don't throw hands, I turn the cheek, like it's you know that kind of line. And so the whole song is just about like we reference Jesus and. Uh, all the parts about where he got mad and use it to justify our unholy anger, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of talking about in the second verse before it says, you know, Paul was almost beaten to death, or he was at one point beaten to death, technically. <laughs> so, yeah, it's written weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you could go uh, either way with it. And, and so it's kind of just talking about where, where we draw the line of when do we actually have righteous anger. Huh? Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, righteous anger is good. Right. But it's got to actually be righteous anger. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so that was cool. So that's my solo career at this point. It's just uh, I just want to put out songs that don't fit for what me and my wife are trying to do, which is like a worship project, kind of like a poppy all sons and daughters type thing. Yeah, so. that's super, super cool, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's weird now. Like you've got me thinking um, Josh is working in. Yep, yep. That's crazy. Him and, him and Aaron. You remember Aaron West, my, who's our drummer? Yeah, Aaron, yeah, Aaron is doing uh he's he's a big daddy weave, but he's uh working with another artist right now who's just he's actually her manager right now, which is wild. Not her tour manager, but her manager for uh Ann Wilson. She has that song, My Jesus. Let me tell you about it. It's a great Jesus. song, dude. That's <laughs> yeah. a cool song. So I like that one. He's her manager right now, which is just crazy. That's so weird. Aaron. Yeah, he, yeah and he's he, so he's her tour manager and acting day-to-day business manager right now, which is just the craziest. I mean, he's just mind blown about like how it's happened, and uh, he doesn't think he'll be in that position forever. I think he's like under the assumption that she's going to be working with like a big business manager at some point. But the, I think the goal is that he's going to stick with her as uh, some management <laughs> capacity. Like he's it's wild. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. Just man. Watching God do things, and he's been the most faithful person I've watched throughout my entire life. From the time that I watched him get baptized at thirteen. Uh, to what God's done with him now is like crazy about just he's just a genuine guy. Yeah, the, I don't know him guy. that well, yeah. but like met him, had interactions exactly. Yeah, and like the thing that sticks out in my mind about him most is like me and Mason would like show up at your guys' show, mm-hmm. and on a cue, like like we could like Mason and Aaron had this like thing where they just like locked eyes from the crowd. And Mason could be like, like make a hand gesture. And Aaron would fit in just the highest, most tingy, nasty <laughs> cymbal noise at that moment in time and just fit it into the song. But like on Mason's cue, and I don't know that you guys were ever aware, Mason's yeah. out there trying to prompt Aaron to just hit like stupid cymbal noises, but he would do it That's every awesome. single time. And like, you know, it didn't mess anything up. It just like, we knew it was there. Yeah. Nobody else probably knew it was there. <laughs> So that's so funny, man. Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah Josh is uh, he's he's uh, sound engineer for Sidewalk Profits right now. So that's just another cool thing to Josh, super talented, and just watching God do something crazy in his life, just really cool. So God just takes a bunch of random dudes from small town Indiana. Yeah. That's, and just plugs them all in all over the Christian music industry. How wild. crazy is that? We're in a group message, and it's last night. Uh, Aaron sent 
me a message. So Aaron flew Josh out this weekend to go help with Big Daddy. We were doing some shows in California, and Aaron sent us a text message of a picture with Josh running the board, and it says, uh, "I said us Indiana boys taking over the country or something stupid." Like he was just being dumb, and I was like, "Yeah, me and Craig got Jackson County. You guys take the rest. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stay here." But well, I mean, Craig was even at Caleb for I know. a while. Like it's, that's it's so funny, man. I, I mean, just like middle of nowhere, Indiana. Yeah. All over now. Yeah. Like, that's so cool. It's wild. I love that. That's yeah. super cool, man. Uh, okay, I got I got a random one for you, man. Hit me. You did a single with John Keith. Yes. That's awesome. I know. I got him right before he got, like, real big. <laughs> how did you get in? Like, how did you even – like, was he on King's Dream at that point in time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he popped up. We were on our way to West Virginia, like, in 20 20- – 17 and he popped up on apple music like it was like a new christian artist thing they had going at the time and i looked him up and uh i was just like oh this is cool i haven't heard like hip-hop in ccm chh i think that's what they prefer to be called uh i haven't heard like somebody doing this it's like chh for a while had been kind of like cheesy or it hadn't caught up to the mainstream style and so i felt like he was like one they're of the doing better people. now they're yeah, doing way they're, better now yeah it's so they're their setting, in my opinion, like the new standards. Uh, but he was like one of the first people I heard that I was like, "Oh, this this guy's gonna this guy's gonna do something." And so I reached out, and he was super gracious to do the song with me. And so that's been my biggest song by far. It's it's gonna probably stay my biggest. It's good song. stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, he's yeah he's still like my favorite artist. So yeah, yeah. I do. I wouldn't say we're like we're like. Or acquaintances at best. I wish we were friends. <laughs> right, <laughs> he's right. Awesome, well, but. That, but I mean, that's cool, man. Yeah. Like, no, uh, like I knew you did that song with John Keith, yeah. and like, I'll be honest, man. I don't dive into the Christian music industry right. nearly like I probably should because there's so many Christian bands out there that I just don't really buy Believe. what they're yeah. putting out there, yeah. you know? And I hate that I'm that skeptical coming to it, but I've just met a lot of people. And right. I don't know. I'm a little jaded. But um, when I saw KD, like King's Dream, yeah. on his thing, I'm like, King's Dream, where do I know that? I'm like, that's Ruslan. Yeah. That's Ruslan's record label. So that's so cool, man, that yeah. you got – yeah, I mean, that's so cool. Um, that – is somebody that I think is doing a lot of good. Oh right yeah, now. man, he's he's blowing up. Oh, he's I mean, killing he's just, it. And he, I've had more conversations with him than I have John Keith with Ruslan. Um, yeah, really, because uh, he, I was like very early on to his Patreon game, and so like he reviewed all. Of, every time I've had released like a song, I've I've sent it to him for review first, mm-hmm. um, and so he's done like the the live stuff, which has been great for me for like putting out content. Like I can get his his reaction to my songs and stuff like that. Uh, I don't think he does it like a ton anymore. It's mostly now he's just putting out like the well, longer. Dude, he's got to be yeah. super busy. Yeah. Uh, but he's been he's been super – had a lot of conversations back and forth. He's been super, super nice uh, and super encouraging. He was he was a big fan of a lot of the stuff I did, which was really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, dude, I love that you have done so much in music and you continue to do so much in music. But that at the end of the day – the you you feel like God's using you more working with kids at a school than than the church stuff than the I mean I, like I said not knocking right. church stuff I mean yeah. I work at a church um, but we got to get people's focus back on like boots on the ground yeah. 
just being out there one foot in the secular world. Like right. we got to keep coming back here because we got to feed. We got you know we right. got to eat. We got to feed other people. We got to yeah. encourage one another and 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 uh, confess our sins to one another and heal and um, and grow. But like what what good is that? It's like the uh, you know the the light that you put under the bowl. You know mm-hmm. that Jesus talks about or you know. It, you know, not putting the light on top of a hill, you know, like right. you're light, go be light for the world. Yeah. We're not doing that if we just hunker down in these four walls. Something I just thought about is like it, I, I've said it before, like church, it's become a country club and it really needs to be like a, a VFW where we come back and share our war stories every week. It's yeah. Not, it's less about like what we come in here to do and live with just these people, but it should be more like we, we come back to church to share, to get encouragement to rebuild and then we go back out not that not that people who go to the wfw go back out to war but you know what i mean they i know i know what stories. you're saying we that's a really interesting like way of putting it too mm. because like i look at like like churches are not zero level entry anymore mm-hmm. you know you don't you don't just walk in here and then just like be like oh yeah i get this mm-hmm. you know like right. I think of a VFW as a zero level entry place. Like <laughs> yeah. that's an every man's building. Anybody can walk in there and they're not going to get judged. It's like, oh, Everybody cool, welcome go to a VFW every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a small town Indiana. Like yeah. we're just used to that. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I like that. Like we we need to be easily accessible, and the best way to do that is by going to people. Mm. But then come back together. I like that, man. That's cool. I'm going to steal that. Sorry. Take it. Take it. Take <laughs> it. Take it. I wouldn't have came up with it if we wouldn't have been sitting here. So Fair enough. We'll share it. Cool. <laughs> we'll patent that. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything on your plate that you really want to talk about while you got people listening? Mm. Um, well, I, I mentioned, I've mentioned it several times just passing. But uh, the thing I'm really excited about right now is my wife and I are putting out music. And uh, – we haven't really like launched everything fully. We do have some social media stuff. It's Logan and Katie worship. Um, but she she'd never sang before when we got married. Uh, didn't even know she could sing when we started dating. And uh, now we're getting ready to put out our first song. So we're, I'm mixing it currently. That's what I've been doing on my spring break. Been about thirty hours in the studio so far in the last Man. few days and uh, mixing and mastering a new song. And so we're going to be putting that out pretty soon and trying to write some like very. Uh, songs that I want to sing at the church. Yeah. And I don't know that I ever will. I'm not the plan is not to get up and demo. I'm not like a I'm not like a songwriter who goes and shows his church all my songs. Right. Like I don't get up there and and do that whole thing. But uh I think these are songs that could be sung in the church. And so I want to write songs for at this point I want to write songs for believers to sing and like you know, worship music. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I, the thing that's always held me back or music or been like the struggle is that I'm a singer who can't really sing. Like it's very hard for me to sing. <laughs> I've, I've just never been – never up. really – definitely, <laughs> I would definitely get booed off American Idol and it would be it would be fun times for all. Uh, but Katie's extremely talented and she's just super gifted and uh, she has a humility about it that a lot of people don't have and it's – Partially because she's super self-conscious and never sang in front of people. Hey, dude, that's a blessing. Recently. People don't understand. That's a blessing. <laughs> so she she doesn't she doesn't even know how gifted she is. And so for me, it's able to I get to write the songs that I've always wanted to be able to write, but I've never like I can't sing these songs without it sounding like I don't know. But she, she can perform the songs I've always wanted to. She's like Billie Eilish's brother. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Katie's brother. <laughs> no, 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 he's no, not. Everybody, no, 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 no. take that off. <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. It's like I get to write songs. Somebody better perform them. So it's really cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I okay. I like. I'm sorry. I know I just gave you like total promo space, and then I thought of one more thing no. that I would like your take on, man. Um, we kind of talked about like the where, where worship fails, like that we've. Well, not where worship fails, but what we call worship fails, mm-hmm. um, where we we just kind of turn it into oh, it's strictly music. But um, like one theme I have found in the current like worship music is it's all about me. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? And what do we do about that? I just I just addressed this last week, <laughs> uh, two weeks ago at church. Um, and we did a we did a new song. I know I don't ever do like songs that have just came out because I'm like I want to give them time to breathe. But uh, we did we did Lion by Elevation. I don't know if you've heard it. Mm-hmm. It's brand new. Um, and I, I typically vary. It's Elevation, another one of those things that I try to give them. I I really want to look into the lyrics. Like, what are you actually talking about here? Where is this actually found in Scripture? Um, so I'm typically I'll let songs live for six months before I ever think about even doing them. But this was a song that. Uh, it doesn't have a single me, I statement. This okay. is a song, uh, Hail, Lion of Judah. And so I was able to kind of explain what is Lion of Judah, where does that come from? The When, when Jacob addresses his sons, uh, his, his son Judah, and um, I got to kind of address that, but started with saying, like, even the best worship songs I feel like we sing as a church, Amazing Grace, uh, Saved a Wretch Like Me, Here I Am to Worship, uh, I can only imagine, not really a worship song, but it's still <laughs> these big songs. Uh, they're all very me-focused, and I think that's a good thing because I think we need times of confession. We need t- songs of uh, thinking about his mercy and his goodness, but there also just needs to be songs that echo what's happening in heaven right now, what hmm. we see in Revelation 5 happening, where we are just declaring God's goodness and has nothing to do with us and talking about John the Baptist, where he says, I must decrease, he must increase. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, I wish there were more songs like that. I could think of that one right off the top of my head, and I could think of Revelation song. And even that one still has like some things that are like, these are lofty lyrics, but it's a good song. Good song. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, it's not that I think that there's like no place for me in the right. song, because that's part of what glorifies God, right? right? Is like what he's done for his people. Right. Um, my issue is that there's just some that focus on the me a little bit more than they should. Absolutely. And that's kind of where I'm coming from. Um, another thought, though, and Jason and I have talked about this, why are there no worship songs about lament? I, this, you guys should just come over to my church. Sometime. Yeah, we'll just have great conversations, <laughs> dude. I, I didn't sing one about lamenting, but uh, I did talk about that, like all these songs, like – it's okay to sing songs about not understanding what's going on. Do not under, to, I think God's big enough to handle frustrations, and that doesn't mean we put things on God that aren't true, but there's a whole book in the Bible. He's where an eternal talks, being. Exactly. We're not going like, <laughs> to exactly. give him too much for him to handle. Exactly, and so uh, I, I, there, I can't think of any songs. Do you have one off the top of your no, head? No, we, we can't think of any, but we're yeah. like, why isn't that a thing? Like, lament is a form of worship. I think that they just, just people who, who write songs just think that, that's going to put people feeling sad, which is – that's what lamenting is. Yeah, that, that's why we need them because yeah. <laughs> sometimes things are sad, like that's, the last two years of living right. in this world. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where instance. I want 
Uh, that's what I want to write songs about these days. Like I want to write songs about things we don't write songs about. Put, put so. a lament song out. We'll totally play it. All right. <laughs> I lament. <laughs> Maybe I'm, uh, I need to work it first. Yeah. No, that's uh, – that's, that's super true though. I just want to end this podcast with that clip. I lament. Just, I lament. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we need a – we need a healthy variety of things we sing about in church because we live a, a life that's not one thing. We live in a life of up and downs and, and different turns. But we try and make church, we try and make Christianity, we try and make the Bible, following Jesus, we try and make it this like eternal like, I want to feel good. Right, marketable. I need to get, I need to get back to feeling good. Right. Uh, and I say we, that's like the royal we, not like anyone in particular, but right. like it's just kind of where the world's at these yeah. days. And that's not there, – there's a, there's a place for that. The, the Bible has plenty of that, but it doesn't have only that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, man. Yeah. Right on, dude. Well, thank you for sitting down here with me and yeah, thank you, dude. This let me pick your brain a little bit, talk yeah. about music and worship and all that good stuff. Um, if you guys have any questions, uh, you can send those to us at questions at becomehope.com or salty saints at becomehope.com. If you're listening on whatever platform, like, subscribe, give us a rating, comment, whatever you can. We like that stuff. Check out Low. L-W-O on Spotify. He's got some great music. Um, Lasting Hope, not The Lasting Hope, correct? No, it's The Lasting It is The. Yeah. Was it ever just Lasting Hope? Depends which promoter you ask. Okay, I was going to say because I've seen it written both ways, and I, yeah. every time I think I'm saying it right, I'm like, wait, which is it? It's The. So, the Lasting Hope. Great songs there as well. And uh, anything else? You got like 10 seconds. Make it happen. No, I appreciate you letting me come on and just ramble for a little bit. I like good. it, dude. It's been, a, been healthy, cathartic. Good, <laughs> good. Yeah, I need that. This is like my therapy session once yeah. a week to yeah. get it all out there. So right on, man. Uh, thank you, Logan. And thank you guys for uh, listening in. And until next time, stay salty. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.